The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brett and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Show 278 of them. On this, uh, what is it, February the 16th, 2023, brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPED at Manscaped.com today and save yourself 20% and get free shipping at Manscaped.com or .ca today. Uh, day tonight, we're joined, obviously, by the, the guy who uh, single-handedly might have saved our show a couple of years ago, right around this time, two years ago, actually, he, on mm-hmm. show number 68. He uh, became our sound guy, Jimmy Valentine. He wasn't Jimmy Valentine back then. Now he he was Jim Schwarm back then. Jim, hey, our hey. sound guy, our producer, the guy who makes us sound better than we actually are. Jim, how are you doing tonight? Not so bad. How are we? How's everybody? Really, really, really good. Really tired, yeah. but really good. Dave, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm good. I uh, think I was wearing boots today when I went out about because she got windy here in old Southern Alberta again, which is, you know, three whole days without wind. Mother Nature said that's enough of that garbage. And here's another hurricane. for Oh, you. it was fucking brutal. Like, I, I hate to, hate to swear this right early now. in the show, but my God, it was terrible out there today. It's uh, getting worse right now. Actually, it's really windy right now. But anyways, Dave, you said you were you were flying solo. Uh, you, your uh, your beautiful wife's out and about at a uh, teachers' convention, probably swing from the chandelier or whatever that they do on those conventions. Nobody actually knows what teachers do on those conventions. They eh? for years and years. Like, yeah, you just, <laughs> teachers' convention. All right. Well, I think I, convention in Vegas is the same rules, isn't it? Same well, thing. I think it's different for different <laughs> people, but no, uh, teachers' convention is next week here in Lethbridge, so she was actually at yoga. She just uh, oh, I thought it was convention week. No, that's next mm. week. So the kids in Lethbridge, Alberta, do not have school next week. So because oh, I already the see, I was, oh, it was Cal- the- oh, it was Calgary that's on convention right now. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're flying solo. Um, when when you fly solo, I'm assuming you cook a great big meal, hey? Well, no, we're leaving down to the great state of Montana tomorrow, so you don't want uh, leftovers or anything like that. So uh, the boy and I decided to go. uh, That Domino's has a hell of an app, and you're fool not to use it to grab a couple wheels for for a man's man's night uh, TV dinner. What's uh, that's what we did. Which one's Jasper's go to? Uh, Brooklyn pepperoni and provolone cheese. That's his go to. Yeah, he likes that one. And then I switch it up all the time. I went meat myself. I went, uh, what did I go, pepperoni salami. I was in a meat mood. I remember being a kid, um, the pineapple was the first pizza I actually got. The Hawaiian was my first pizza I actually liked. But Jasper won't put that in his mouth at gunpoint. He hates pineapple. I'm not a pineapple guy. Like I'll eat it. Like when you like you, at work when they bring out 10, 12 different pies and they're sitting there, and the last one left is, is a slice of of a uh, Hawaiian. I'll have one, but I'm not looking for it. Yeah, no, I'm not either. I think I'll eat it because pizza over no pizza. But if you're the one sniffing it out, I do think that there's something not completely right. 
upstairs with you. Like there's it. It's kind of a palate cleanser. Well, I, like I'm not like I'm not like anti like you see those Twitter polls or people talk about all the time of Hawaiian or no Hawaiian blah 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 pineapple on pizza. I'm not that guy. Like I'll eat it. I'm not against it, but I I don't look for it. Right? Yeah. I'll never. I'll, I'll never. Yeah. That's never my first choice. But I'm not going to get all up in arms if there's one there. I don't. You know, I don't really care. I'd rather have that one than like sometimes you got those loaded ones with. Uh, Green peppers, black olives. What's like, wrong with those? I like a green pepper. I like a green oh, pepper on my A green will. pepper and an I, olive? What's wrong with that? And olives. I hate black, olives. I, black and olive is. And like I'm a married nice... to a Greek, right? So that's a tough, a tough go around here, oh, man, with the no that's... olive thing. <laughs> what? Black olives is like honestly to me, I don't. I refuse to eat that thing. It's like a nice uh, dusting of topsoil on my pizza. Yeah, I hate them. Well, that's I just ridiculous. Really, nope. Jim? Yes. It's it's perfect. Just a little bit of the saltiness in there. It it changes it, but not so much that it takes away. Doesn't take over. It's perfect. It's just a little hint of something that you need. What about mushrooms? <laughs> Same with mushrooms, man. Mushrooms are as good as it gets. You throw some mushrooms, olives, green peppers, a little bit of. It, I think I'll, mushrooms I'll are the most overrated food going. Like it, 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 I think they're 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 adequate at best. Well, now you're just chatting. You're just no, talking for the sake of talking. No. I don't mind mushrooms. My wife loves mushrooms. Like she, she she gets a double mushroom pizza. Like oh, like when you like like a mu- like when you throw a mushroom onto a steak. I don't understand that. What? What do you mean? I, it's okay, but yeah, I, I don't think it it doesn't add to my steak. Like I, like I I strongly disagree. I think it does add. You get some the good nice little hint of the mushroom taste. You get them all nice and salted and peppered up. It's really good. It goes really well with it. What about mushroom, like, okay, mushroom soup or tomato soup? Well. Like, out of the can, Campbell's soup when we were kids, whatever. Like, mushroom yeah. soup or tomato. Well, you can't go wrong with a canned tomato soup. Come on now. But Tomato's mushroom way soup, better than mushroom. Oh, yeah. That's sure. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm not going to knock mushroom soup either, though. Mushroom soup is also, it also has its place. But the but the 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 grilled cheese and the tomato soup. Oh combo, yeah, grilled that's cheese, iconic. tomato you can't soup. Can't go wrong with that. Alpha Murray so. calls Notre Dame every Saturday. I think I think they still do it since and I haven't been there for thirty years. I think they still do it every Saturday. Mushroom that was soup. our family meal when I was a kid. Tomato grilled soup cheese. and grilled cheese. You bet. Oh, that yeah. was Saturday oh, lunch. Love yeah. it. Just absolutely love it. Anyways, enough about that thing, <laughs> uh, guys. The uh, NHL trade deadline's coming up. The NBA trade line came and went already. Uh, you notice that there's a lot of names. We'll talk some NHL first. There's a lot of names that are being uh, floated around there. Who's going where and what's and this guy's going there. And you, you start to think that maybe people have um, bigger memories of the past than, than they do of uh, what's actually going on these days. Because everybody's talking about Patrick Kane and, and uh, Jonathan Taves going to certain locations. And I don't know if that's a good thing. You watched that game last night. I know the Hawks are terrible. Uh, actually, Mike was at the game last night. Brother Mike, he was mm-hmm. at the, the game in Toronto mm-hmm. with oh, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, he's world traveler all of a sudden. I don't know what, what he's doing for it. He must be selling dope <laughs> or something. But uh, like you watched, you watched that game last night and you've seen Taze and you've seen Kane and they weren't, they weren't good. Like Toronto, or, Toronto was just, it was, it was a practice game for them. It was like a scrimmage almost. Uh, Kane and Taze were out there for, for Chicago. 
Kane's been rumored to be going to Toronto, so that wasn't a very good uh, audition for him. And Taves been rumored to be going to uh, his hometown of Winnipeg. Dave, would you make a deal for guys who uh, were good in 2010? They won their first one, then 2012, and then 15, I think, were the three that they won. Would you be making a deal for guys who were really good eight, nine, ten years ago? Because the game has changed a lot, and there's a lot of hard miles on those boys. A lot of hard miles, and both of them are done with their contract. I would make Chicago eat salary and maybe a fourth rounder or something like that. Like you can't give up a first rounder for those guys because I get it. They're the only two pieces left in Chicago from the glory days, but that, that piece is the warranty is, is well, well in the rear, in the rear view mirror on those guys. You're not getting, you're not getting the production you want out of them. There's, there's no chance. Jim, a guy, a guy like Taves was good, and a guy like Kane is still serviceable. Like, I, like he's the, the game's just different. Would you make a trade for those kind of guys, considering that the, the kind of miles that they have on them? Because it just seems to me that, man, oh man, you got some like to to play the level that that they did for as long as they did, and win the cups and the whole bit, and be the cock of the walk in in Chicago for such a long time. Uh, that's a couple alpha males you're bringing into a dressing room, and I don't know at this stage of the season you want that personally. What do you think? Uh, okay, I understand for, let's say, Toronto, for example. Toronto has a shot at actually winning a series. <laughs> They're also a really also a really young team. You didn't say cup, you said series. That's no, I will, no. <laughs> right? the, yeah. a really young team without any experience winning at a professional level, whereas Kane and Taves have a lot of winning experience that they're they're not gonna make you worse necessarily and it might be nice to have that veteran leadership there for your second round run but also is it worth sending away a potential asset for i don't really think it is and also on the side of taves and kane how many years do you really have left? Like what's wrong with just eating it for the last two, three years of your career and retiring in the same franchise that you were drafted to and that you were the guys for your glory days. What's wrong with riding it out for two years? Just admit, yeah, we're not going to win any games, but we could help mentor the new guys that they're trying to bring in to rebuild the franchise. And we get to be heroes for a couple more years. We're going to have a great farewell tour. Everyone loves us still here. What's wrong with that? Now, I guess for them with the whole thing that happened, it's a little different. But still, what's wrong with just just ride it out? You don't have to you you don't have to go and try and win a cup every year. I I don't get well, you I know, I, I, I could see wanting to, to maybe get another cup, but like they're done. Like is Taves is really kind of irrelevant now, isn't he? Like, Having a yeah, better I, year now than, than he's had in the last couple, like the COVID years got him. He had some sickness last year. They say it wasn't cold related, but it seemed too, uh, too coincidental, I guess. Yeah. You, know, you, you just, um, yeah. Jim, I get what you're saying. And let's say that they, they, that, that Toronto does acquire Kane. The <clears> chances <throat> of Toronto winning are of the chance of Toronto winning. Right. And so <clears> if, <throat> he, if he leaves, 
and then sign somewhere else, and that's so it'll be three teams in in a, in a matter of six months. And I get what you're saying. Why not just ride off in the sunset, sign another a, a short term deal in, in Chicago, and say, you know what, this 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 is who we are, right? Because regardless, you're going somewhere else to lose anyways, most likely. Only one team can win, and it's really hard to be better than everyone else. So would you rather lose in the place where you built yourself up, made a bunch of memories, won all your cups, and are the guy, or would you rather go do it somewhere where you have to learn the new city, learn the new system, learn the new team, and have to be the guy who's coming in from Chicago? You have to be that old veteran superstar who were once was superstar and come into all that where you it's not necessary because you're not winning anyways you're not going to go get another cup in your last two years i'm sorry but it's just not gonna happen dave you, you look at a guy like uh, kevin durant he's in his, his 16th season he's oh. had some uh injury problems obviously after what was it the 2020 he didn't play the 2020 season in Brooklyn because of injuries. He got dealt because that Brooklyn debacle, which we'll get up in, in, in the uh, the next segment there. But do you, do you take a flyer on a guy like Durant, who's not gonna, going to be playing the first two games uh, to get into to Phoenix? Um, do you, would, would you have taken a flyer on a guy who the health woes and everything else and it like it's just like okay he's great one of the best players ever obviously but once again hard miles and you know the, the heart's bigger than the head i think when it comes to a lot of these deals yeah possibly like when you say kevin durant though i think he is he's he's still ultra elite he's a difference maker he's not sure he might be on the back end of his career but i do believe he still has a couple of years left on this deal yeah, and, he, and, and he, he's a difference maker. I think he's he can be definitely he. Golden State won with him, and they also won without him. They won two with him and two without him. So you know, and he's he's shown he can't do it himself. Now that he's in Phoenix, <clears throat> Phoenix is uh, might be able to. It might be the missing piece because the West is kind of down right now, as far as I can figure that out. So I. would NBA as long as they're asking, but they gave a shit time for them. Yeah. Well, the uh, yeah, like the West is wide open, and Phoenix is coming off of two sixty-win seasons in a row. Mm-hmm. So that does now keep in mind they lost a lot of their main depth bench pieces, which is a huge part of why they were so effective, and they were also already the best team in uh, close games in the final minute, they had the bet. They're one of the best teams in the clutch and adding Durant doesn't really change that because, Hey, you're already at the top. What's that going to do? I think it might be a momentum thing. They'll be like, well, we got this guy. We surely can't lose. But then if they do lose, it's just going to be even more of a letdown. So again, I don't really get the trade either. How much do you get? Like how much of your future do you get? Like I, I, I say this all the time champions, like uh, prospects are cool, but championships are cooler. And I, I still wish I was a Brent original, but how much of your of your future do you give up with m- maybe a chance of winning? Is did like do you, do you, do you go for like I, I I'm I am personally Dave I'm all for trading draft picks. Fuck it, trade them all. Who cares? I'm I'm all for trading draft picks if you have a legitimate if if you're a top six team in your league. I am all for trading every single pick you got for a chance to win. Well, how that works for the Brooklyn Nets? Because you don't know what 
that player is going to turn out to be. I'm not saying trade like a, a Connor Bedard type, but I'm all for trading draft picks. And if if there's a guy who's on the end of his uh, like his three or four year deal, or he, you know he's not going to sign like 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 Matthew Kachuk, like that kind of a deal, hmm. I make that trade every day, every single day of the week. I can't dra- get rid of him. I agree with you, especially if you're a winning franchise. Um, I, I forget the number, but it was uh, after the top 20 picks, like not even the whole first round, like you're, you have something like a 30% chance of having a 200 game career in the NHL. That's, yeah. that's, that's a career, but it's not a huge career, right? Yeah. And if you're in the fifth, fifth round, I think you got a, a, a 1% chance. So, you know, let's, let's do what we do. And, and, if you're not, if you're a good team, you're not drafting in the top 20 anyways. Yeah, exactly. So, Draft picks don't matter if you're winning games. Yeah. So when people are trading first round picks, you know, it's a lot different if you're trading a first round pick for um, the, uh, the coyotes, or if you're trading a pick for the, the, the lightning, right? That's a, that's a lot different pick. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't understand why, why these GMs, uh, why these GMs decide to hold on to these picks and and like their gold because you know what they're they're just they're just another player they're they're another player that might not be an NHLer and I don't understand that you don't know if that kid's going to and that's NBA NFL the whole bit uh, you don't know if that guy is going to be worth a hill of beans I say if you get a chance to go for it you go for it um, <laughs> whether whether it's a an aging vet I don't know if I would I would go for an aging vet who's 13 years into his career personally because the game has changed a lot in 13 years since since Chicago won that Stanley Cup in 2010 uh the game has changed so much like and Winnipeg yeah they're linked to Kane I think that's more of a uh, a hometown thing cuz or, or sorry sorry with Taves because Taves is from Winnipeg, and I think that's more mm-hmm. of a, uh, th- like I said, the romanticism of the hometown kid coming home, winning a Stanley Cup. Because Winnipeg's got a, a legitimate shot of, of being the first uh, the first uh, Canadian team to, to win a Stanley Cup, as long as they, this Hellebuck can play some goal. And they, Dallas, I think they'll beat Dallas in the first round, but um, they got they got a shot at doing some damage in the playoffs. And I, I don't know if, if, if Jonathan Taves is the kind of guy you want to go for. Because you want to get... The problem that you got, rambling here a little bit, but this makes sense in my head. The problem you got with, with trading players that you have is how much better is your team going to be, say, if you traded, let's say that Edmonton goes out and uh, gets a Carlson out of San Jose. He's having a hell of a season. He's having a rejuvenated year. But if they have to trade a guy, um, oh, who's that the name you can throw out there? Nurse. Nurse. No, they, they, they'll keep Puyarvi. They'll get sure. rid of Puyarvi, but they'll, they'll uh, the the guy from um, Tyson Berry. If, Berry. if they if so, if they trade Berry, because Berry makes four and a half million bucks, and uh, and and Carlson makes eleven. Is Carlson three times better than Berry? Right, because you got to make room on the cap and everything else. Like, do you make that deal, Dave? I do not. I think Carlson's a liability in the playoffs. I. Uh, I never know he's sure. ever been. Uh, that's not true. I watched him <laughs> no, a couple no, years. Um, the one not time often, I, but yeah. No, but when uh, San Jose was loading up in uh, Jumbo Joe's last year, when they still had Pavelski and and they had Brett Burns and and Carlson on the back end, and and they were a decent team, and he I I 
I wouldn't. I don't trust him at all in high pressure situations. I get it. He's uh, as far as scoring defenseman, he doesn't get much better than him. But when it comes down to shutdown defenseman, I don't need someone taking chances and doing it, trying a rush, and uh, and then just turning around and and jumping off the ice so he doesn't get a, a negative on the plus minus. Yeah. So if you call if you called Barry a a six, like a six seven type of player, is Carlson a nine? Probably not. Not for, not in my mind. Right? Probably not. And a lot of, like, do you think, like, Jim, a lot of these deals that get dreamt up by the media and by fans, do you think that a lot of it's just put out there because if, if, a, if a team doesn't show interest in said player who might be available from here and this guy's a pending free agent here, um, do you think a lot of these things are just dreamt up by the fans or put out there by, by, the, by, by certain hockey teams saying, okay, we said we were interested, but we're not really? Like, is it just smoke and mirrors a little bit? It really is. I think a lot of it is fans, too, who think that they know exactly what you have to do. Well, you trade this guy and this guy and this guy. Next thing you know, you got McDavid on this team and then this guy joining him. And it's like, all right, sure, in theory, yeah, you could get McDavid, Wayne Gretzky, and Mike Bossy all on the same team with the right time machine. Yeah, you could do whatever. But it, it is all a whole... I think a lot of it is just to make it seem like the organization is letting you down. And well, I know what I was doing. Put me in charge. Cause everyone has an answer, right? Everyone in theory, us included, we know it needs to be done. It's always more complicated than that. I think it is all smoke and mirrors and make it seem like there's more going on. And when in reality, it's a good trade to be made. You try and make it. Dave? Well, it's and, and it's so tough to make these trades these days too because any NHL team that's that's good is up against the cap. I don't know how the hell the Oilers are gonna um, fit Carlson underneath their cap. And so what I what I heard and I was doing some snooping online for it is that that's totally in the asking price. Like so, San Jose will eat up to four five million dollars of that contract. <laughs> But now they're going to want three, four. Because uh, aren't they paying picks. like two and a half for Burns right now? Is who's in Carolina? I don't doubt it. I do not know. And I think they're still paying Evander Kane too. Ugh. Right? He's they, 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 they packed his suitcase and kicked him. To the but curb. I think that might have been a buyout <laughs> so it doesn't hit their cap. I, I think by, buyouts are on the cap. You can't but buy not someone to that, else. not to a certain it's, it's yeah. like half for double the time or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nonetheless, like it's. And, and we just finished saying maybe, maybe a first round pick, especially in the, in the bottom half of the first round, isn't the, the sexy toy that everybody thinks it might be. So why not get rid of a couple, but you know, as a, as a high flying scoring offensive defenseman has never, is not what the Oilers have needed. They don't, excuse me. They don't need another half goal a game. They need to find a way to let stop letting in a, a third of a goal a game. And Carlson's not your kid to do. Yeah, that. I think you're, I think they're going to score enough goals. Like I, I yeah. don't think I don't I don't think scoring goals when you have two of the, the top five yeah. players in the game. I don't think scoring goals is the Oilers' problem. And Putting them in the net is not the problem. Keeping it out yeah. of the net is. Like yeah, and you have a you wonder if like you, you want to go back to to if. If Chicago, what do they want? And if like you look at a guy like Kane, 
What? Because now, now they actually have a problem there because Kane said he wanted to go to either New York or or Toronto, and then so now New, New York already filled that position by getting Tarasenko. So now New so Toronto can say, well, he only said he can come one place. They don't have to give fuck all now. Like these well, players I, t- talk so much now, it's like okay, well, he's. We, if you want to make a deal, we'll make a deal. But he said he ain't leaving with the no trade clause we talked about a few weeks ago, Dave. He said he ain't going anywhere else. So now I'm I'm in a position. Dubas is in a position of power to say, okay, here here's a fourth rounder and Brent Radlinski. Here you go, done. And then we'd like you to eat four million dollars of that salary too. Yeah, and you're eating the last bit of his salary because we don't have any room on our cap either. Yeah, and then Chicago will just say screw you, and then we'll just let him finish it off. I think that's where it ends up. I I, I honestly think that's where it ends up with Kane. I don't think they're. I don't think either are going to go anywhere. They'll get their statues unveiled the day they retire uh, from from in a Blackhawk, and they'll they'll both sign two or three year deals and call her good. Or Taze might call her good at the end of this year. Who knows? Yeah, it makes you wonder because you know he had he took that that one year off even from mental health issues, right? So. Um, and he got hurt a couple times early on, and and we all know that as you get older, those those injuries you had twelve to fit twenty years ago, though you you feel them on a windy, cold days in in southern Alberta. So I can imagine. What can't imagine this, Winnipeg. Yeah, exactly. I, I get <laughs> it. He's he a lot better. younger. Yeah, he's a lot younger than me, but uh, he's he's doing a lot uh, more physically taxing job than me as well. Jim, we'll get off this in a second here, but would if you were a guy like like Taves or let, I don't know, like Tyson Berry's up from Victoria, uh, would you at the when you're at the twilight of your career, of your career, would you go home to play? Uh, I, per, me personally, I would because I I want I wouldn't want to be known as the because uh, people's memories are short, right? And it, oh, yeah. that guy, that guy's up. Would you go home? in your, 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 the twilight of your career to play a little bit? Well, it depends on a few variables here. Um, how successful was I? How many teams did I play with? And how well liked am I back home? You know, so like in Taves' case and Kane, I, I I would stick it out in Chicago probably because, you know, you, you regardless, they – they were the guys in Chicago those for those those years yeah. where they had that stretch of three cups. And your career there, you know, wave to the fans, have your farewell tour, have your jersey retired, and there you go. You nailed it. If I've had stints with three other teams, that's a little different. You know, like, say I played, you played a... 10-year career, three years here, four years here, three years here, whatever, then it's a little different. You kind of think, well, where did I maybe have the best success, best best time in my career go there? Or you just, again, stick it out with the last team you end up with. I don't think, especially when I don't love the ring chasing in the last two years of your career, I think it's kind of, it's kind of crappy. It's kind of a bad look. It's a bad look. It's, what are we doing here? Come on. Championships are cool. They're so cool. Um, I, you know, Jonathan Taves. He like not only has he been a great Blackhawk, he was a great Team Canada player as well. Uh, very two, true. Two, uh, 
two gold medals and and just in his junior uh, uh he was a gold medalist as a, as a junior that shootout will that be shootout i was about to say yeah. six yeah he oh, took six, what yeah. four in a row or something like mm-hmm. that yeah, it was crazy yeah, against the americans it was it's that's ridiculous and that's al montoya just- was the goalie for the uh, for the american team i don't know why i know that uh, but yeah al, al, yeah al montoya good so out. if if taves has uh, a little bit left in the tank I I could see him perhaps maybe trying to be a hometown hero and get Winnipeg over the hump. Could you imagine if that's how the last game he ever played uh, got the this Lord Stanley back up on this side of the border? That That'd would be, be something else. That, that would, would be, be something. Legend. Winnipeg's like, got a shot. Can I change yeah. my answer then? That's actually that would sound that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Winnipeg, yeah. Winnipeg actually has a shot. Like that was my prediction at the uh, on the Belly Up Hockey Show that we was on yeah. a couple weeks ago. That, that was my pick that that Winnipeg was going to be the. Uh, of course, you throw no shit in the wall, something bound to stick, right? I want to be that oh, guy yeah. who said something, one of those deals, right? So and you don't want those, him but... to forget that you said that. But um... <laughs> oh, no, it's, it, oh, I have that one locked in. I recorded yet the whole day. Anyway. <laughs> it's pretty rare when an athlete can walk out on his own terms. So, like I said, I, like I don't think it's a bad idea. If Taves thinks he he has the desire and the will to do this, and Winnipeg's kind of licking the jar, and they got a goalie that if he decides to get hot, they can go deep. Yeah. So so why not like roll the dice uh, maybe this year and and see where it s- sits and and see how much money they got, how much you're willing to pay uh, get paid, and then let's finish uh, finish. Uh, two three years uh, in front of the hometown fans. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be a horrible horrible idea to win one for uh, not only Winnipeg but the country of Canada. It would be something to, to, to behold to see that happening for that for that crazy uh, hockey town. Anyways, fourteen twenty sports bar podcast four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Breaking news: Manscaped is now selling beard products. That's right, they've gone from waist to face to help you replace that bulky razor with their brand new beard hedger pro kit. Manscaped help you get rid. Get the golden rod of a Greek god, and now they've created the best tools for you to turn the heads with a clean, perfectly groomed, and conditioned beard. Finally, tame your mane by going to manscaped.com and using promo code 1420POD or 1420SKATE at manscaped.com today. I, I get those mixed up once so well. Anyways, 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four viewers, first talking a whole lot more. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats, to apparel, to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order of over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports, talking a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by RexMD and RexMD.com slash bellyup. Use promo code at checkout, belly up, and get yourself up to 90% off your erectile dysfunction uh, medication. Uh, Dave, like we were talking earlier on, the uh, NBA 
what a wreck that team that that is there. I've, I've never understood it, but the, the their trade deadline came and went. Kyrie Irving, he said, I'm leaving Brooklyn. So then Kevin Durant said, I'm leaving Brooklyn. The whole thing, everybody, Brooklyn came in with a bang about three years ago, I think. They had James Harden there as well. And then it just, they were supposed to win seven, eight, nine championships in a row by the sounds of things. And it just didn't materialize. Dave, why do you think that one, teams would agree to doing that and two, why would players agree to that? Agree to forming a super team? Yeah, because it never works. Well, no, it it doesn't. You want to play? Well, I don't know. The I guess Golden State Warriors they had their title in their back pocket when they went and grabbed Durant, so they were they were kind of a self-made super team that just got a little bit better. Um, LeBron. The Wade and Bosch got two in Miami, not three, not four, not five. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Right. So it, it can happen. And, and at the end of the day in the NBA, you need three superstars pretty much to win the title. Um, uh, Milwaukee showed you don't need three. Toronto showed you don't need three. But as a general rule, three and you're pretty safe. So I think everybody thinks it, it'd be cool to win a title. But like I said a couple of weeks ago, these teams, these these are all alphas rolling around the court, and they're so talented and so egocentric. But someone has to be the leader of that pack. Somebody does. And Durant's not that guy. Um, so when Steph was that guy in Golden State, that's when he got his titles. When uh, Cleveland won theirs, he was the alpha, right? Like it's, And even when LeBron got his in Miami – Dwayne Wade was running that team. No, he was not. Oh, that was Dwayne Wade. No, team. he was not. I think. I no. think. <laughs> I think. So You're, you think wrong. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, and it's um, and if and if you just put pieces together with no history, with no one uh, having any allegiance to the franchise. Then the, it can it can quickly go south as Brooklyn has shown us how it can. Jim, what went wrong in Brooklyn? Um, they all think that they were the best option. I think that I don't think that Kyrie is a leader. I think that he is a great second option, and I think that he wants so badly to be the guy that he's getting in his own way. I think that Harden is a great point scorer when he doesn't have to worry about winning, when it's just about playing hero ball and putting up as many shots as he can and putting up numbers. Then he's a great player statistically, but then you put him in, he's not make like he hasn't really gone anywhere in the playoffs for a guy who's averaging this, 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 and the third. He's a good player, but again, he has to learn how to be a second or third option. And Durant... Durant is, I don't even, I don't even know what Kevin Durant is. There's Kevin nothing Durant was, there, hey. Like, there, like, he, like, it seemed like I watched an interview tonight, and he he was talking to the Phoenix fans about about you know I'm this and I I, I can do this, and but you haven't. I'm one of the greatest ever, but you're not. I think. What, what have you What have you done by yourself? What have you? I think he has like, like this, this is goes a weird back to the all time great thing. You have to do something by yourself. 
You yeah. have to do something that sets you apart from the rest. And I don't think that Kevin Durant, yes, he's got all the skills. And he's a he's a great big guy who can shoot the ball and score like no one's business. But he has never done anything by himself. He really hasn't. I, I think, honestly, Kevin Durant might have, like, self-esteem problems. Like, that's part of it. He wants to prove he's better than LeBron so badly that he's not actually just being a good basketball player. He's just trying to be better than LeBron instead of winning games. Well, LeBron did this, well, I could do it better. Well, so-and-so did this, well, I could do it better. Come on, everyone, see how much better I am than everyone else. Instead of just go out there and win a game, man, win a title. Actually do it. Don't just say that you can, and don't just say, well, I proved them all wrong. Prove them all wrong instead of saying you kind of did it. Like, I don't know what exactly it is that's wrong with him, but there's something that's missing. He can shoot the ball like no one else. Like he can shoot the ball like the best players in the league. He can handle the ball like some of the best point guards. He can get defend any position. He can get from one point on the floor to the other as fast as a lot of as any other player. But he just he doesn't I don't know if he doesn't have the leadership skills. He doesn't have he's missing that one thing that sets all the greats apart from the pack. He's missing the things that Larry Bird and Jordan and Magic had and that LeBron had and that whoever had, he doesn't have that one little thing. And I don't know what exactly it is, but I, I don't think he's a leader. I don't think he's a winner. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think he's so good. It, it's ridiculous. His talent is off the charts, but his ego, his ego is so fragile and his skin is so thin. It's crazy. Like, he, like he, it's actually crazy. To think that. Back in the day, I, I would imagine he still does. He got caught using a burner Twitter account, yeah. right? To, yeah, that's that. That's been <laughs> like, yeah, a lot and, of fun. And he started tweeting, like saying "You're full of shit," and forgetting that he was on his burner account as opposed to this. Like, well, and the funniest part was that he was saying his name in the third person, so it was obvious. It wasn't mm-hmm. even he couldn't be like, "Oh, I was defending myself" or whatever. Like, it, oh, it was great. There's what. What what Kevin Durant his biggest problem he cares what other people think about him. There it is. Yeah, it just it just seems an, an odd situation. He's one of those guys like you, you think that like when like we're not the biggest basketball guys, obviously. Dave Jim watches a lot more than we do, but like when like you, when they were start, first start putting that team together in Brooklyn, you're thinking how are these guys going to lose? And but then you get thinking, and I told you exactly how. There's only one ball. There's only one ball, and all three of these guys have to be the the center of attention for whatever reason. And Dave, do, do you think that because these guys make, I mean, everybody makes money that we we never hear of, but because these M- NBA superstars they make money that is so astronomically out of control that one winning is kind of secondary, and then two. Because they're all making so much, one of them wants to be the biggest star on, on that team. Um, yeah, like um, you know, I, I guess just league respect and street cred and and your own personal brand, right? All that because uh, money's not an issue for them anymore. It, it it doesn't. After ten years in the league, you have hundreds of millions in the bank. It's it's ridiculous how much they make, and and it's because. You know, the NBA has... Well, Harden's getting 45 or something this year. Like, it's... Yeah, uh, he's been in the league forever. So, money's not the object. So, you're just playing just because. 
And I don't think Harden Harden's not a leader, right? Houston bent over backwards. They did everything except for give him a hand job. And and he's still that, he's that happened in Houston, team. by the way, sometimes by by other yeah, franchises. Yeah, I guess it's Houston. I don't know what I don't know where I got <laughs> why that came. It just that that does ha- happen in Houston. I guess hand jobs. The, the hand go hand in hand. No pun intended. Actually, there that would actually kind of just fell out. Hand in hand in Houston. But they did everything for him to for him to try and get him a title, and he he shit the bed in the playoffs, and then he said, "I want out of here." Got fat and stopped playing, like. Get out of here. Well, and that's the problem is it works for them. Mm-hmm. They could do whatever they want and it'll be fine. Like he, they do whatever they want. Cause he wanted to be the number one guy. So we went, so yeah, sure. Whatever. We'll get you the best supporting cats ever. We'll get you Chris Paul. He, one of the greatest point guards, one of the best point guards ever. We'll get you him. Oh, but, but we didn't win. So it's his fault. Well, what happens next? He goes to the Suns, who were the worst team in the, in the league for years and years and years. And then right like that, second year with the Suns, or maybe even first year, they were the number one team in their conference. And then James Harden goes, well, we're still not winning, but it's not my fault. I don't want to be here. It's it's, it's everyone else. It's not me. I'm just going to get fat and not play. And you guys got to send me not just away, but to Brooklyn so that I could go play with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and then maybe win an easier ring there. And they said, well, we're, we're, we're not. We, we don't know if that's the answer. He says, well, how about I just put on a fat suit and don't play? And then you have to send me there. They said, "Well, what if we send you somewhere else?" It's like I'm not gonna go. Like with so Kyrie, Irving, and it worked. With it Kyrie worked. Irving demanding a trade, uh, the two two trades for the deadline. Like I would have told because he was on a one year deal. Like he he doesn't have a contract for next year. Yeah, because he had all the shit that's been going on with his crazy, all the crazy, like actually craziness with that guy, yeah. um, flat Earth and the, and the whole bit. Dave, like when he goes to, to a franchise that they probably weren't going to win this year. And he says, I'm not playing here. Trade me. No, no, don't play. I'm good. Don't play. lost with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll lose with you. We'll lost with you. We'll lose without you. Well, and that's what the, the Brooklyn don't. owner, Kyrie, Kyrie wanted to go to the Lakers. He made it very clear that he wanted to go to the Lakers. And apparently the owner said, I don't care. Trade him. Not to the Lakers. Anywhere, I'm not, but I'm not mm-hmm. giving that piece of shit. Any anything that he and wants. I like that. I wish he would have gone yeah. somewhere worse than Dallas because Dallas that that could Dallas work. is that pretty Luke, good. That, yeah. No, but well, they're they're okay. They're they're yeah, they're a few pieces away from being a real team. And that Luka Doncic can friggin' play basketball. So man. then they have he two, right? They have two guys that are right there. Yeah, yeah, and they get super hot, and that's all you really need, right? Because right? um, when the Raptors won, it was um, Kawhi. And Siakam. Then, and then, but yeah, but that they weren't superstars. They were kind of just so good as a team yeah. with elite talent, but not superstar talent, right? Oh, totally. You yeah. know, and, and that drives me nuts, Dave, because it fucking drives me nuts. De- Deanne, she she's a big, uh, you got to play as a team. You got to play as a team. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not how it works when you get to professional, professional sports. Like, it's just not. Like, you need talent. You need this. You need that. It, it, a lot has to go together because winning's hard. It is. Yeah. yeah. But the the one championship that Toronto's won in, in 20 years because the Jays. In her lifetime. In, yeah. in, uh, is the Raptors. You know what they did? They, play they as actually a team. played as a team. It drove me, drives me nuts. I told you. <laughs> but with a missing piece, me. right? They they, they yeah. couldn't win without Kawhi, right? right. I think, that, I think yeah. she needs to change her the way she says it from the bench needs to play as a team. The second rotation does. The starters, they need to extend. They really need to 
you know, shine, let their star shine. And, you know, and the sun, the sun shined on that dog's ass too. Right. Because yeah. uh, Durant got hurt. Um, Clay Thompson got hurt. Right. They were playing a very depleted uh, golden state team in the final. Right? Well, they were playing the golden state team that won their first championship, but without clay. Yeah, I guess so. Well, and Durant only played in game six, didn't he? And I, he got hurt. I think game two or three, he got hurt in Toronto because there's right. the brouhaha. Because some and then people, were, the, people were cheering when he got yeah, hurt the yeah. whole bit. It was and kind of a bad, a bad look on Toronto. It was Toronto a really bad and, luck. I didn't like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, guy gets hurt like one of the... Actually, single this in my head. Why is the NBA... They're so quick to, to call guys who are playing now... They're their top 50 of all time. Like the NBA does that a lot. Like you watch their stuff, they're saying, okay, this guy's one of the best players of all time. Well, yeah, he's better than the guy who played in the 40s for sure. The guy who played, like the NBA does that a lot. Jim, why is that that the NBA christens guys, whereas the other sports hold on to the past a little bit more? I know that these guys are better because they eat better, they train better, they don't smoke cigarettes as much, and on and on. Why does the NBA do that? Uh, Jim, and then Dave, want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. I think it's, Two reasons. One, the exact reason why these sports kind of glorify the past kind of is, well, it's so much better now that these guys couldn't even compete. Like, that's the whole argument with is, well, Jordan LeBron, well, Jordan would have killed anyone. Well, no. Like, you you know, it's very, because it's progressed so much, the game and the athleticism and just the absolute specimens that these athletes are now. They see, well, yeah, you're right. He can these all these guys can jump higher, run faster, shoot better, dunk better, dribble better, uh, defend better than every, guys in the past. In every sport, yes, they can do everything better. So they always say, "Well, he he's easily easily top fifty all time." One because, sure, he would be an MVP if he played back in an older era. But two, people, these guys come out and they're men among children when they're playing in high school and college. So we get so excited and we see before they get drafted, oh, he has the potential to be a top 50 player of all time because he's playing against very, very stuttered competition. So it's almost to set expectation on players and also to say how bright the future is going to be. It's the same way that we say, well, Bedard might be the next McDavid, McDavid might be the next this and that. It's You want to be excited about the new generation coming up in the new draft picks and the prospects to the point where you overdo it. And now all we're saying is this guy's the next, this, this guy's the next, that, which I think is harmful for the game and for the players, honestly. But I think that's a big part of why that happens. Basketball's NBA is damn near unwatchable. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I I 100% give you the, the fact that the players are, are better, faster, stronger than they've ever been. In fact, I think that is a bit of a detriment. They've when when they drew up the 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 laws for basketball and the rules weren't allowed to dunk. It, no, but yeah, they never had the expectations that athletes were being able to do this. Like to to really um, challenge the athletes, they should almost make the court bigger and raise the rim. I know you can't do that. I know you can't do that. But why I find it unwatchable is because no one likes to play defense anymore. People piss and moan about free throws, and then it's uh, a five-second possession and someone launches a three. No, I agree with you there. I Big do completely deal. agree. It's, it's, it's not that fun to watch. It's, I mean, you hate to be the uh, 
once again, back in my day, really the whole thing and, and get off my get off my my lawn. But the 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 grittiness of those uh, uh, Pistons teams back in the in the late eighties and the nineties and the bad boys, uh, like that was like there was some rivalries, man, and there was some well, crazy shit going on, and you you don't see that as much anymore. Like you you just don't. Well, it yeah, wasn't well, better, but it was different. It was different. I'm not saying it was better. I think it was just yeah. different. Well, and, uh, I think that, I think there was more of a competition. Yeah. Well, and I think the reason no. why people love the Pistons so much is why people loved hockey so much, and why people love football, and why people love MMA, and all that so much is because you can see the competition. You can see how bad they want to win and how much they hate the other team. Now it kind of sucks. You know that they're all friends after the game, and then oh well, we lost. Well, oh well, you're still my buddy, and they're all hugging and stuff after the game. I don't like that. I want you to hate who you're playing against. That's a valid point, Jim. Like, it's and, not and as com- Dave, it's not man, as competitive. Really that was every sport. We remember watching the Battle of Alberta back in the eighties. Like you, oh. the, the Oilers and Flames would never even think of making a trade back back in the day. Now there's still there's once in a while a talk. I don't know if it happens very often, but th- there was actually hatred, and not just it was Lakers Celtics hated each other. The the Flames Oilers hate each other. Yankees Red Sox. Now the Yankees, if you play for the Red Sox, now you're signing with the Yankees. Johnny Damon and like it's if you the hatred in sport isn't there anymore it's kind of um and that's just free agency and money and the yeah. like and 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 the way youth sports is now and they they, they well, all and they playing each other honestly, right honestly part so of it's, it just, might, it's just different it's and just this different. is going to be a totally and this is going to be a huge stretch but especially in hockey i think that the physicality of the sport going away is a part of that too cuz you're not as competitive there's not that hatred because you're not going out there trying to kill each other anymore I think part of the uh, change, not not lack of, but change in different kind of competitiveness that we see is partially because the sports are less physical when it comes to person-to-person contact and all that. Maybe. Yeah. I think that might have something to do with it. Well, that, that, that uh, Leafs... Uh... That Leafs um, Chicago game last night. That was Nolan Ryan. That was a no hitter last night. Like it was yeah. brutal. Ugh. Dave, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know that's in in the course of an eighty two game season, you're going to have that in the in the NHL, right? Sometimes, yeah, an early three two three one lead or whatever. Okay, the boys, like get out there, uh, still be aggressive, but don't do something stupid. Don't get hurt. And then now Chicago is just like, yeah, fuck, like. I got a dinner reservation. I don't want to. Let's just keep the clock rolling. <laughs> she was. That one was no, a con- controlled scrimmage last night. I yeah, no because Mike voice. was Mike was there, so I wanted to. We were kind of back and forth while we were at the game. He was at the game, but yeah, like, <laughs> uh, the NBA's uh, it's just different than it was. And these, uh, they're and I, I, I don't want to say it's unwatchable, but it's 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 a lot. It's not as it's not as fun anymore, though. No, it's not as fun to watch anymore. And I think that I like especially during the pandemic, it was so much fun for me because one, we were starved for it but two they were starved for it too so they actually cared like even during the bubble it was fun to watch because they were finally back because they're competitive people by nature obviously they're professional athletes they care about winning but less and less but now that they saw that that could just be taken away any time now something was there again they had something that they wanted they wanted to win more than they just wanted to be great and I love seeing that. And that's kind of, it's kind of gone back to the whole, well, I got to be the greatest. I got to, because a championship now doesn't mean much unless if you're the reason you won the championship. That that group of human beings, right from 
Elbron right on down is the biggest bunch of prima donnas. Look, I, look at me, look at me. That's ever been known in professional sports. Oh, uh, that's my opinion. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, making, making sports center and uh, getting on a posterizing a guy is more important than, than, than the team winning. Right. Like it's fair enough. Yeah. And then, you know, that's what I don't like. I don't, I don't like about it. Like, and, and well, when the, when the greatest scorer of all time is pissing and moaning like a two-year-old child uh, that didn't get their candy bar after supper, like for playing for a foul, like, Go fuck yourself. Like, you know, in football, everybody's shitting their pants, mad at a ref for calling a, a penalty that was a penalty. And in basketball, it, it, everybody's like, well, how, how can you not? Like, they want the ref to to decide the game in basketball. And that kind of pisses me off, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't like the um, constant arms up complaining to the ref, but also... Uh... I get it. If you're getting the hell, like the life beaten out of you every time you're driving to the basket, you're going to hope for some form of compensation. Like I, you, you can't deny that, but yeah, you're right. Like you really, you, you, you have more points than anyone ever. You haven't scored enough. Yeah. Come on. Speaking of and he had, the problem with like, he's won a lot. Like he's, he's won, he's won more than, than I have, or you have, or fucking whoever has, but um, <laughs> he's done a lot of losing too. Right. And yeah. LeBron is the poster boy for the, the prima donna NBA, NBA guy. Like, we shouldn't be smirch. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's Wednesday. It must be Thursday. We shouldn't be smirch him as, as much as he gets, but he doesn't do himself any favors. Like, he does. He, that's, that, that's LeBron's big, biggest fault. He doesn't do himself any favors, in my opinion. How, how do you not call that? I'm LeBron. Yeah. I disagree. I, he'll never let you forget he's LeBron. Anyways. I, I, I think he does. I don't know. I don't know. I still like LeBron. I understand people's distaste for him, but I also do really like him. But 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 okay, we'll blend this in a second, Dave. We get to our, our, the Rex MD read. But um, I'm old enough to remember when Magic was at at his best. Never had nobody had disdain for Magic. Nobody. No, I know. No, I'm, I'm well aware of that. that like even with with Jordan being how Jordan was, nobody had the disdain for for LeBron. And I don't know if because it's because of social media and and the like. I don't know why it is, but there is a genuine disdain for LeBron James. Yeah, and, well, and, I think and, that and it's just what I don't. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think that part of it is he was uh, a high schooler coming straight in who was projected to be but I the next coming of then. God. No, yeah, yeah, but but now he's also expected to not just be a professional basketball player but a celebrity. And he was like kind of the first one of that to be as the, he has to be larger than life in any other way. And he kind of had to figure it out. And also, yes, you're right. 100%. There are plenty of things about LeBron that I don't like, but I still do like him. And I still do have to admit that I like watching him play basketball. He's a good basketball player. And, you know, I, 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 I can't, I can't admit, I, I can't say that I don't, I can't say that there isn't, something in me that just hopes he does that that roots for him in a way dave give our uh, friends at rex md a bit of a shout out tonight well this episode one of our sponsors we've been rolling with these guys for a couple weeks now is is rex md uh we all know that valentine's day has come and gone but now if you want to keep the romance going uh 
for a little bit. We all know that uh, erectile dysfunction is a, is a medical issue and we don't like talking about it, but sometimes we all need a little bit of help just when you get too nervous or, or uh, for whatever reason, I'm not going to get into your vision. You stay out of mind. So just go to rexmd.com. They'll evaluate. The doctors there will evaluate you online. So there's no office visit needed. They ship the medication directly to your door. With RexMD, they're here to help you and provide you with real FDA-approved medication at the best price. If you want to buy your Viagra instead of $90 a pill, using our promo code rexmd.com slash belly up, our exclusive deal will save you 90%. So that's $2 a dose on generic Viagra or Cialis. Starter packs are now available for our listeners, so get started. So that's rexmd.com slash belly up for up to 90% off. You and your partner will have a blast. You'll have a ball. Have a ball. You won't be playing, won't be playing pool with a rope. There you no go. No pool with a rope. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all-natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so cool confident that you will love their all-natural products, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barn Burner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created for players, by players. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Porter Sports Talk, and a whole lot more. This segment's brought to you by Barn Burner Hockey and barnburnerhockey.ca. Use promo code 1420BARN at barnburnerhockey.ca for their all-natural uh, hockey products and apparel today at barnburnerhockey.ca. Great group of guys out in Halifax. Had a nice talk with Corey yesterday about doing something in the future here. So thank you, for, uh, Corey, for uh, uh, sponsoring the show and everything else. Dave, go ahead. Yeah, so when you say all-natural hockey products, like wood sticks? Sticks made of wood? I, I don't think you're allowed to chop chop trees down anymore to make a hockey stick. I think I think the tree huggers uh, frown on that a little bit. They'll be protesting the hockey arenas. Well, there'd be a lot less broken sticks, right? Reduce, reuse, recycle. Jeez. You can always put a super blade on that thing. Yeah, the old aluminum stick. What would happen to the, the aluminum stick? Hey, so how many people broke yeah. their back? The aluminum yeah. stick, and you, you you just throw a blade in once in a while. You know, uh, the the torch glue is yeah. the torch, the whole bit. Man, that was this like it was crazy back in the in the uh, in the eighties when those first those things first came out. The innovation, yeah, and then you like the the big demon that are clearing the front of the net. They had that big bow in it, big, big bow, and it wouldn't come back. <laughs> it got bent. Well, how's that a penalty? Well, your stick's bent in half. Well, I, I think That's I think what. those got outlaws when Pronger came along. Oh man, Pronger was a killer. Anyways, <laughs> uh, arbitration season happened uh, throughout the the uh, 
one came out, I think yesterday it was, uh, Corbin Burns from the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, a little situation came out where he went to arbitration. He was asking for this. The Brewers offered that. So they go to a court and then the, the judge makes a decision. Uh, they sit inside. It's an awful situation. You never actually want to hear what your employer thinks about you uh, on a because you think you're you value you, Dave. You value your yourself a little higher than sometimes your employer does. And when uh, when it goes into somebody's hands, an employer gets to say what I think, and then you get to say what you think. It can turn out in a bad situation. There is going to be some hurt feelings. For sure. And because, you know, everybody at the end of the day says it is a business and I understand. But I remember Elliot Friedman talking about this so many times, like how badly NFL, uh, sorry, NHL teams, they really want to avoid the, the arbitration because players' feelings are hurt. Because as a player, you got your agent, your family, everybody, all your psychophants are, are in your ear telling you how great you are and yeah you deserve that eight million then why are they only offering me four and then you go in there and they're going to tell you why they think they should only pay you four and that 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 don't sound too good it's not it's not sugar on your cereal anymore and the thing is is they they don't even i'm 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 hoping i'm hoping that the teams don't actually think that but because it's a business they want to save themselves a buck and that's just what it, if you if you own a corner store or you own the, own the yankees no matter what it's a business and they want to make money as much as they can the owners are there to make money and at the end and at the end of the day the the player is an employee like it, it's it's an awful situation these, these guys get themselves into but jim do you think that the owners actually do you think they should be saying this stuff out in public or is it the players who, who who let it be known that the owners are saying this? I don't, I think unless if it's absurd, it doesn't have to go out into the public. I think because the player puts out his side, while well, the owners and the franchise also has an image to uphold. So they're going to have to put out their side and that might make the player look even worse and feel even worse and all that. I think that it should be a thing that is kept relatively and within reason, obviously behind closed doors. It's their business, not everyone else's. And I said the arbitration hearings were behind closed doors. Like the only time we find, we find out about the ruling and then, but what was said in behind those doors that's up to the player if they want to yip. Or yeah, the only time you hear about it, I was going to get on that in a second here, Dave. The only time you hear about the ruling is if the player loses. Because then the player says this and player says that. And the, the, the team goes, well, it's million. once again, it's a millionaires versus billionaires thing, right? And it, it, t- it tends out and the, the, the court of public opinion becomes a thing. And it's, it's really a bad look, I think, on the players. Because every time that they they go to these, because the, uh, there, there's there's going to be labor strife in the in the uh, major league baseball again in two years, and yeah. it's already going going that way. And the the players really try to get everybody on their side, but every time, every single time, the players lose. Every well, it, single time. So I don't yeah, know why they even bother. Well, it's in it's in the CBA. So this is a process that they agreed to. So don't be exactly. Don't be butthurt when uh, you get burnt from it occasionally. Well, and that's the thing that also the owners will be fine. They made a, they made billions of dollars without you. you. 
you're not going to win because if you do win, they're going to say, well, screw you. I'm not paying you anyways. I'm not doing it. It's, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing for me. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Millionaires versus billionaires. Yes. In all, when you think about it that way, yeah, it's like, well, you're getting a million dollars anyway. So just, why don't you just take it and throw the ball? Because what were the numbers yeah. on this bird nesting, Dave? It was like 10, 10, 7, 5 he, he asked for, and he got 10, 0, 1. So 740 grand or whatever it was. Like, and, and so whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's fine. And he's going to be a free agent in two years. He's going to get paid because pitchers are, are at a premium no matter what in, in baseball. No matter what, if you can throw, you're, you're going to get paid. And in two years, you're, you're going to get a, a, another paycheck that's gonna, going to be bigger than you, you'd ever think in your life. So like, when these players come out and they try to get people on their side and saying, well, my feelings are hurt, I think that they actually put the player looks bad, in my opinion, by saying, dude, you're going yeah, to be fine. Looks you're like fine. a baby, yeah. I, I think it's 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 a bad luck on the players because they can't uh, they want to say it's a business you know when they leave and and you know the fans and you're playing like shit and and the fans are coming down on you well it's 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 a business and and that's what it is but then when the business bites them in the ass it's like well look, no allegiance to me anymore where was your allegiance like you can't have your cake you need it too then then sign for what they offered you yeah. If I'm a team, if you're such a team guy, then sign with what they offered you. <laughs> exactly. Here's this. Okay, thanks. Don't sign. Okay, fuck it. I'm not, then then we'll get someone else to pitch. Yeah. We, they're, they're... Once, it's once again, and it, it, it it's shitty. At the end of the day, it's shitty because the, the players are expendable, and it, it's a business, and we love seeing these guys pitch. But at the end of the day, who's this Corbin Burns? Really. Well, and- and it has to be the players have to be expendable, right? We they've been playing professional sports for 150 years. You can't use the same players, right? It, it's just the nature of the of the business. You're not going to play forever. Father time c- c- catches up to everybody, um, and this is what we're ready to pay. If you don't like it, beat it and find someone else. Jim, uh, a few weeks ago, like Bull Bichette for the Jays, he went through this little situation with uh, with his arbitration and everything else. And he came out later on, as Bull Bichette would, and he's popping off saying that it shouldn't be uh, owners and executives versus players. Well, it, what should it be then? It is. It's just what it is. It's not an, you just because you're 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 really good at what you do doesn't make it an op- an open checkbook. It doesn't. Yeah, it, what- like it, it just doesn't. Well, yeah. Why else do you deserve this much? Like, what what have you done to deserve it? Yeah, you're not curing cancer, right? You're putting a you're putting a cylinder on a ball, right? And sure, you can do that really well, not well enough to, you know, win. But you're doing it really well. We, we can't give you all this extra just because soon you might. You have to you have to back up what you're asking for. And if you're not going to be able to do that, well, then they're not going to give it to you. They're not going to, they're not going to gamble and say, wow, we really are glad that we gave him all that extra money before he proved he deserved it. That's a a ridiculous way to to expect. Well, you know, this is now the kind of the first generation of franchises, not rewarding their veterans. Right. Back when we were like, well, probably even 20 years ago, 
once that player hit 27, that's when he signed the big fat deal as a thank you card for your service as a youngster, right? And then these guys would pay, play to the 35. Now the system has definitely changed where these kids are looking for max deals at 26, like after five years in the NHL. Is that what it is? And yeah, seven he, years he, he got, got after, your, after your rookie deal, it was just three years at, at, eight, five, at 850. And then you can sign a long-term deal, and then you get your really big deal if, if 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 need be. Right. Yeah. So after five years of service, I think it is in the NHL. I and in baseball, it's a little bit longer, especially the way they do the they hoodwink yeah, and start them until game seventeen or eighteen or whatever. yeah. So then you have a, a year yeah. of service and then six years because mm-hmm. Judge has got his big deal. I mean, Judge wasn't starving by any means. He, he made nineteen or twenty million bucks last year, so he he's fine. But now he's making thirty eight or forty, whatever it, it is. It, it just it just seems to me that these players and because a lot of players now their their dads um, played. In, in, in hockey and baseball, that's what we're talking about more more so than football and anything else right now. Second and generation basketball. players, yeah. But they're second generation players, so a lot of these guys don't their their credit cards are paid for. Like they're fine. Yeah, you're it's, not buying your mom a house. She already got right, one. Right. So mom, mom already has the house. So a lot of these players are they're a little bit like well, I'll shoot for the stars, shoot high, aim low kind of deal. Is that is that off base for me thinking that? Not at all. Not at all. No. And then like in addition to that, um, you already have your financial advisor in place. You have your agent in place. You have your support system in place, right? This isn't all new to you. You're not wide-eyed and, and big bright lights, big city. You know, your dad has told you. You've seen, you've been... Well, like watched. with Bo, because with, like, here in Canada, Bo Bichette, his dad's Dante. Yep. It did pretty good. Vlad, Ken Griffey Jr., right? Like these these these, they're kids but this isn't new to them. Yeah. Like it, cause even like you look back at these arbitration hearings, like it, it can ruin teams. And, and this, 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 uh, this Corbin Burns kid, he still has to go out and compete and have himself a couple of good years to get his big payday. Like he'll be fine. But at the end of the day, if, if your butt hurt that much, then quit, then quit. Yeah. Because you still have to, if you want to get paid what you think you're worth, you still have to go out and compete every day for a team that maybe said you aren't what you think you were. And for 700 grand, that seems pretty petty in my books. As these owners make a lot of money on, on their MLB apps and the network and the whole bit, like it, it, it might be a bit tough between the ears to, to deal with that because at the end of the day, you are a human being, you want to compete and you want to play hard. But if somebody said to me, well, let's, let's put it into perspective. If someone said to me, hey, I, I want to raise. Well, you're not that good. Go to work. Huh. But he needs to go and compete to get that raise, which won't be with the with the Brewers. He's Now he's auditioning for other teams. And he's going to give them a... I'm so mad at you, you're going to get a bargain. Good. Good. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah he's it's it's the it's it's a well-paying profession but like yeah if you're gonna the nickel and diming as a player you're screwed because you know there's only one thing you're that good at that's gonna make you that kind of money so it's uh it's just play it's play ball or go home I'd, I'd love to be in in those conversations with an agent and a player and a uh 
and the family when a team like or or like when a guy is mid to mid to three quarter range guy and like because the, the good the really good ones they get paid let's let's not talk about them at all mm. they 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 get paid and they get theirs like McDavid got his Judge got his Trout gets his the quarterbacks get theirs but the the mid range to to three quarter range guys. Dave, what would those conversations you think be like? Because like, the agent wants to get the max deal. The the parent might be like, can we just get this deal done? Because Jesus. And then the player is listening to both sides. What 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 would you think that conversation would be like? Well, if it's a free agent contract, you really kind of just gotta sit back and let the offers roll in. Go there and 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 meet with people and hopefully impress them. But in a in a hard salary cap league like the NHL is like we got we got to sign four players and we got seven million dollars left. So like so you know that as a free agent going in like ah oh, geez how much of that seven mil are they gonna give me like maybe I can get three, but I really got to prove it to them that I'm worth that three. So it's I think it's just it it depends on the year it depends on the position I think a lot of luck. Um, happens too to 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 what the market of say a D-man is, and what teams have need the D-man and and who has cap space to sign those deals. Jim, I, on Jan on July first when free agency comes around in in uh, in hockey, I'm signing early. I'm not waiting oh, around yeah. because every team has this much money. It's, I'm taking as much of parents, that salary cap as I can. Agents must and, and and players players more so than anybody must see this guy's off the board. This guy's off the board, and they they must have a ticker in their house saying, "Oh, there's, there's only this much money." Yeah, it would be a fascinating thirty for thirty or something to to watch that and because and and do it with a guy, do it with a guy who knows going going to sign somewhere. Don't do it with some guy who's on his last legs, but some guy who's like a mid-range guy, he's going to get a contract, but have have that, that uh, what what goes on. I think it'd be fascinating, Dave. I, I do too. Yeah, that'd be gr- a great watch. See, because like, I feel like you also don't want to get in too early where they're being still a little skimpy because they're like, well, what if... You don't want to seem too eager. Else? Well, and also, what, what if we could hold out a little bit and then sign someone else so we'll only sign our smaller contracts? You, I feel like you want to, like that, like you want to wait a little bit. So well, that, I think it'd be the the best part of that would be in the agents' war room, right? Yeah. So where you got these three players, what team needs them and who has money, like because mm-hmm. there has to be like a a come to Jesus moment to say like, fuck, I was really hoping we, I was going to get you like five years at six mil, but I'm thinking we sign because you're looking down. There's the free there's going to be a lot less free agents in three years. So let's aim, let's take a little less and let's maybe pay uh, four and a half for three years. And then hopefully the cap goes up. Hopefully that guy and that guy oh, and that guy God. retires. And then we can really try and cash in when you're 27. Like, like the, yeah. the, it, it all sounds like it, the money is obviously glorious. Like it was something oh. that none of us are ever, the three of us are never going to see. It's just one of those things. But the, the that, that would be so nerve wracking to think, okay, I don't have a contract yet, and then this, and then this guy just signed. I I'm not as good as him, and he got this, and like I and but I'm better than this. Like, oh, it would be hard to to 
it would be just hard. It would be so hard. Not so much with uh, hockey money. No, more like more with hockey money with that compared to baseball money. Like if you baseball money, you're like, fuck, I'm getting 15 million or, or 12. I'm fine. But hockey money, man, you, you get that you get that second that second contract that's four and a half a year. You have that spent tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you know, crazy. but baseball, like I could only imagine the the stable that some of these ball agents have, right? There's oh. so many people playing ball. And and all these AAA guys have have agents as well, and then so well, where are we gonna go? And and like, is it all about pay or is it about opportunity? How many like so? You're a left fielder. They got two injury prone outfielders that are way better than you, but you can get like maybe up to sixty game uh, big league game checks. Do you want to go there just to get your game checks, or do you want to go here with a better franchise? Like it's, I, I could only imagine the conversation. It'd be a fascinating thing to maybe, maybe Jim, there's a venture for for us. We could look into that in, in the go. very near future. It, it, it would be fascinating to, to dive into something like that because it's like the, the like you, you don't want it, like the business of sport is is more of the sport than it is the than anything else now. Now it, it'd be it'd be fascinating to look to see how that all works out and how the the free agency deals and arbitration like and the the conversations and no i I couldn't i couldn't imagine that kind of pressure i couldn't imagine well it's only pressure once every four or five years right pressure is a privilege (laughs) if you have pressure that means you're you're a very privileged athlete i got some who is better you guys ready to go ready to rock I got, uh, we can we can do this one of two ways. I got uh, one for each of you, or you can chime in if you know who, who we're talking about. Does, does that make any sense? Gotcha. A little bit. Dave, who is better? We did some basketball earlier uh, earlier on tonight. Who is better, Sister Christian or Christian Leitner? <laughs> I think both those, those are both two iconic Things like Christian, the legend of Christian. Oh Lager man, I'm is, a dookie. Like I'm a dookie in basketball. I am. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't mind D- Duke either. I'm not a dookie, but I don't mind him. The legend of hating Chris Leitner is is bigger than the playing career Christian Leitner ever. This NBA career didn't go so well. Yeah, the the fact that we're still talking about him thirty years later, right? Like it's as a because he played on the initial dream team in '92. Instead yep. of Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. And Shaq's on TV. Tonight. I love Shaq. Shaq's on TV tonight at the, at the all-star game. He's funny. I love Shaq. Anyways. Uh, um, and sister Christian, you know, it's a good song, but it's not a great song. I'm going to say Leitner. I agree. Leitner. Yeah. Sister Christian. When I first, that song first came out, Steve Perry back in 83, I think 84. No, 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 no. Night Ranger. It was no sister Christian is Night, Night Ranger. Ranger. You're right. Sorry, it was hard to dance to. Like when you're a teenager or like early preteen, yeah, it was not a dance. Song, it was yeah. an awkward song to dance to. You didn't know what to do. You didn't know what to do with your hands. It was an awkward thing. Sister Christian, I thought. I think it's a highly overrated song. It shouldn't be even in our uh, vernacular. Uh, oh, but uh, the scene in Boogie Nights with it was epic. That is true. That is true. Uh, Jim. Uh, this this one's near and dear to your heart a little bit. Like this one's for you, uh, Dave. If you want, if you know know who the uh, the first guy is, you can answer as well. Uh, Jim, who is better, Murray Wiggle 
or Bill Murray? Oh, man. Is that the, like the guy from the Wiggles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. There's a backstory to this. We'll tell you there, in a second. There is. Yeah. Yes. Well, this might sound controversial, but I'm going to have to say Bill Murray. That's odd for me to hear that, Dave. Uh, there was a point. Uh, like I, was he I, the blue <laughs> one, the red one? The, Who's the red one? one? The red, red one. one. There was a point in Jim's life when he was he was a young, fledgling uh, Wiggle that he actually went by Murray Wiggle, and he was convinced that he was Murray Wiggle, and he would tell well, us he was Murray Wiggle. He just wanted to be in that. He wanted Murray Wiggle, and he would he would come out of the uh, his bedroom or wherever we were at, at the point and, and tell us he was Murray Wiggle. So I'm quite surprised, Jim, by that decision that you yeah. went with Bill Murray. I'd always, and, and I'd not always Murray Wiggle. I'd always wear red shirts, and uh, but fun little tidbit: guess who both plays red guitars now? So that's pretty cool. Well, at least it's better being the red wiggle than the red shirted guy on Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He always that's- just went away. Uh, Dave, uh, two Joe Pesci characters. Who is better? Tommy DeVito from Goodfellas or Vinny from My Cousin Vinny? Who is better? You know the bet the one of my favorite uh, Leo Pesci characters was Leo Getz. In, oh, uh, that that is a you know that is, is like Lethal Weapon is so good. Yeah, and this yeah. was Lethal Weapon too because whatever whatever you want, Leo Getz. Yeah, and then and like I I laughed my ass off. I think that was my first real introduction to Joe Pesci as a comedic character. Um, I didn't really care. For, so his character in Goodfellas or Casino? Goodfellas. Goodfellas. I will take. God, my cousin Vinny was funnier and shit too, but I'll take the I'll take the good the Goodfellas. Yeah, uh, Tommy. I love Tommy because yeah. Tommy was just such a, you know, he he so just ruined things. A dick. Yeah. Like he just and he just ruined things. I loved it. I love Tommy. But yeah, that that lining conceit. He's still breathing. That's oh, great. That's terrible. Uh, Jim, who is better, LeBron James or James Brown? Hmm. Hmm. I. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say James Brown. I'll take the Godfather too. Yeah, just just more cultural. See, yeah. that's just more disdain for for the uh, for LeBron James, though. I never said he was perfect. I said I liked him. I never said love. Now did I? Huh? Now give me, uh, yeah, the Funk Machine and and uh, and I I saw James Brown live. Ooh. Did you really? That'd yeah, be fun. that's cool. Uh, it wasn't that fun. He was pretty old. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and was he at did, the tail end there. Yeah, it was about a ninety-minute show, and he was singing for about sixty-five of it. We're at a break. Yeah, was at Calgary in the Saddledome. He played the dome. Yeah, half court. Um, so it was oh, on, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at center ice to the side, not to the bowl. Yeah, that, I got you. Yeah, so I was up in Oni's box for that one. <laughs> Oni box. Remember that? <laughs> oh, Fuck yeah. Me. <laughs> Jesus, the Oni box, eh? Yeah, he's in there with me. Why are you here? Don't worry about it. Okay. Like, just ridiculous. <laughs> that was a ridiculous stage of our lives. And it was awesome. I went to the Oni box two, three times without him, too, and he got pissed off. 
Yeah, don't 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 burn my eye. Okay. Yeah. No, just I'm not burning your your burning your bridge. I'm you just were, step, I'm just you were going twenty in, bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Corey Friesen worked the door there sometimes. Yeah, you from McLeod. We yeah. Jim, what what we had this thing, a friend of ours, the real deal, Robert Lee passed away. God rest his soul. That uh yeah, he somehow wormed his way into this uh, these oil company box that that thing was, three, it was, was it it, tickets were always for sale in this box. Like it yeah. was yeah. And it was three or four boxes put together into one great big one kind of deal. And yeah, it was it was probably fun. 30, awesome. 40 people. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just... it was a lot of fun. We and somehow and they had, we ended yeah, up they in had there. Ten, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a yeah. good time. Dave, um Nicholas Cage or Nick Kiprios? Nick Cage. Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage, Kiprios man. can lick my taint. I think that guy is a terrible hockey player. I think he's a terrible announcer. I think he's a terrible podcaster. And I've heard he's a terrible dresser as well. Well, there you go. That's the Jim? big four. Oh, I'm Nick Cage, man. Yeah, that's that's not even close. Yeah, I, I think no Cage. I think Cage, I, like, I'm not saying that Kiprios is great. I was just trying to find names, right? But I, I, I think Cage is a little bit dull. Nick Cage? Yeah. What? He's not dull. He's a notorious overactor. Yeah, he and uh, just living life to the maybe. Oh, he's wicked. He yeah, he did that movie where he's basically just spoofing himself the whole time. I've like, been I, I, I see like, that for I so like long. Leaving, that looks leaving awesome. Las Vegas, the Vegas yeah. movie, drunk all the time. I like that movie. That, that was good. I thought Honeymoon in Vegas was ridiculous. I thought that <laughs> uh, that action movie he was in uh, Face Off with Travolta. I that think was that, stupid. It was stupid, but it was entertaining. It was fun. Yeah. I think this one's closer than you guys think. I think the Cage is about as as fun as Kiprios. I uh, know. Put put a poll, and it ain't. You're just close, talking, dude. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Deanne might be the only one to vote for the for the Greek. <laughs> it's always gonna, it always goes back to Greek somehow. <laughs> you did that on purpose, didn't you? Uh, last one for you two, and we'll get get going here tonight. Uh, what do we got here? I got to, no. We'll do this. Uh, who is better, Luke Robitaille? Or Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. Skywalker is pretty iconic. He was kind of a weenie. He really Uh, was, but still. He was was a total weenie. He was a total weenie, but he stepped up and did what he had to do. After he ran away. Yeah. Luke Robitaille, he never... He got his ring with with the Detroit. And is he part of management with the Kings now? He's the guy, and with, the- and he did some cool things too. I think he, his family uh, adopted uh, a bunch of families from New Orleans after the hurricane. And you know, I was so young. Yeah. And, but Robitaille's Hamm- way better than, than Skywalker. Really? Well, Skywalker highest did- scoring right winger of all time. And now left he's part winger. of the game still, or left wing story. Now he's part of the game. He's part of everything. He no, I think. And what did Skywalker? What's he doing now? Nothing. He's, like when you uh, think when you think of of the Star Wars pantheon of, of movies, Skywalker's like down the line. 
Well, you know, Jedi Knights, right? Like, it's not like he's is he living on Hoth, like in that swamp with where Yoda used to live. I don't know. Like, no, they, where was he living? Because he died in the last one, didn't he? I don't know. Well, I, I never did watch. The, I didn't watch. The, well, they like, after the first three, I never watched the the Jar Jar Binks all that. Well, to be I, fair, I all, everything that's been made since uh, F six has been pretty terrible. So yes, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Robotai because. Yes, um, you, you you swayed me with the uh, Robotai is way Star- better than Skywalker. You swayed me with the downfall of the uh, Star Wars franchise. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think I was that weak minded, but here we are. <laughs> Doesn't think much. We just Jedi mind tricked you. <laughs> and all you took yeah. was come on, and I was yeah you, yeah you got me there. Rubber arm, twist it. Done. I don't I don't have any rebuttal there. No, I. Uh... Yeah, Robotai, he's like he's like Hall of Fame the whole bit. Like yeah. it's Yeah, like I, I I thought I thought that one was a no-brainer. And Jim, yeah, like, I, you, I, you used to wear 21 to uh, to to idolize uh He was number 20, man. No, 21. I, no, Mason Raymond was 21. That's why I wore that. Even weirder. Like I think you're misremembering like uh fucking Andy Pettit did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim, your uh, your your uh, Spotify stuffs up to thirty one thousand plus downloads, doing pretty good. Things are going uh, up in the right, right direction. Yeah. Uh, plug your plug your stuff a little bit. What do we got going on in the near future? Um, I'm working on new songs all the time. Got some stuff hoping to get out by the uh, mid April. I'm gonna be. I've been twice played on uh, radio station one hundred point five, based out of Vancouver here. And March fourth, I'm going to be performing a few songs live on said radio station, which I'm looking forward to a lot. One hundred point five co-op radio uh, show, Unsigned BC, that uh, specializes in promoting uh, independent artists, which I think is great, mainly because I'm an independent artist. <laughs> and and yeah, got a Poser five song EP out on Spotify right now that has been doing great. Been out since uh, Jill, since July, and you guys, everyone's been streaming that, and I've been l- loving the support I've been getting from it. So Jimmy Valentine Poser on Spotify, give it a stream. Dave, you're heading down to the great state of Montana this week. What are you gonna do besides uh, relax? I'm oh, exciting stuff. Oh no. I'm gonna go skiing with the boy a couple nights, a couple nights, a couple days, and then just uh see where the wind blows. I'm gonna be like uh like Sheen uh walking the streets of Whitefish looking for adventure. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, there we go. Okay, oh, he was it. 20. Okay, I made a mistake. I make mistakes now and then. I can't be. I, I can't be right all the so time. I, I I like to think I am, but I'm not. But it's just the way things go. I totally forgot about those jerseys. L.A. was rocking. That's kind of a bad jersey. You didn't like those? No. Wait, was, which ones? The, the um the purpley with uh with the with the white and silver. I like those. Yeah, I, I think they're all right. What were they wearing when they won a cup, or two cups actually? They were wearing the, the um blacks. I think the same ones they're wearing now, aren't they? Yeah, I think so too. Black, black with a crown on the chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that? I've been to a few games at Staples there for for the King. Well, it's bet or what is it now? It's crypto.com crypto.com arena or something uh, those fans they know and like their hockey like it's a great time it's it's always called staples that's a great great spot to watch hockey game it's fantastic 
Like when, wow. and that's one thing about Americans. Like we'll get, we'll call it, call it pretty quick here. Like when Americans are passionate about a sport, they, they get they into it. Like they don't fuck it, yeah. around. Like they don't. Oh no. And like it, it, when they, if they don't know something, they'll figure it out and they'll go to a game. They'll, they're Jersey. Like they love it. Like I, I love it. The way, the way they, they get behind teams. I think it's fantastic. Oh yeah. Dave. No, it, it can be fun. It's just, it's just totally pants like college football. But when I, when I'm at, was at those Rocky games this year, there was a good third of the crowd there just to hang out and have a time. Yeah, right. baseball. You know what? Fun. There's a lot to be said for that too. Nothing oh. wrong with just going to a game for the sake of going to a game. You bet. I'm not be smirching, but yeah, these guys weren't. Uh... The Thursday be smirch. <laughs> <laughs> the besmirch day show. Yeah, it's besmirch day. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself because you need year round. Keep your stick on the ice, and what else, boys? No swinging at high pitches. There we go. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you again on Monday night.